Game of Cool Podcast. Iteration 18. From the lands of Western Canada. Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. From the lands of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North, welcome to This Week from the Cave of Cool. I am Kelvin Hyten. And I'm M.D. Jackson. On this episode of the podcast, we talk Japanese cinema. We give our thoughts on Robert Rodriguez's Alita Battle Angel. Cal tells the story of how he met Jim Shooter in an airport. And the story about how his obsession with purchasing a big Jim action figure led to him meeting Canadian music legend Tommy Hunter. All of this and more on This Week from the Cave of Cool. Twilight of the Fireflies. You ever seen that Japanese animated movie? Twilight of the Fireflies. I've... Yeah. Don't. Uh, okay. Don't. I don't know if it's I've seen hungry it ch- It's basically hungry children dying in horrible ways. Okay. You know? I actually – but then again, I like Battle Royale, which basically is Hunger Games mm-hmm. made by the Japanese. Have you heard Battle Royale? I have not heard Battle Royale. Okay. Battle Royale is basically – they bring uh, – uh, the Japanese – they bring this class of Japanese students, right? They mm-hmm. bring them on a bus, yeah. and they bring them to this guy and their teacher, and the teacher tells them, guess what? You've been chosen, and we're going to film you guys um, fighting to the death until there's one left. Okay. So that will show all the other youth that if they get a little mouthy, that will put them through the same horrific experience. So we're not going to give you guns or knives. Some of you will get guns. Maybe one of you will get a knife. But the rest of you get an umbrella. You'll get a, a pot, like a pan. You'll get a, a, a fork. Um, maybe you'll get a box of, of, of rich crackers. But that's what you got to kill with, right? <laughs> and basically, we're going to keep this up until there's one left, mm-hmm. right? And that person gets to live, but the rest of you we're going to make an example of. And it's a Japanese movie, but it's so good, right? And and it's basically, it's basically Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. But... And you'll be surprised who wins the battle royal. Uh-huh. But it's like funny. One guy gets a samurai sword, and the other guy gets like a frying pan. And he's looking at the guy with the samurai sword going, <laughs> what the fuck? You know? And some of them actually team up, but then they realize, holy shit, I turned my back on this guy, yeah. and he beat me with this frying pan. <laughs> right? Because as in, as in another movie franchise, there can only be one. There yeah. can only be one. Mm-hmm. And, 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 eventually, and you know, you're halfway through the movie, and you realize – Man, they're really going for it. They're really going to leave one kid alive. Uh-huh. So who is it going to be, right? And you hope for one or two kids, mm-hmm. but the one who actually does survive, it, it, but it is, it is fascinating. It is good, right? It's very thrilling, and mm-hmm. it, it grabs your heart, and you can't let go. But the fact that it's never been kind of replicated, even Hunger Games was a tamed-down version. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Japanese are very twisted uh, with their movies. They have some very messed up films. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've heard. Been... I've heard of some. You know, there's some Japanese cult films. Uh, What's that one with the big guy that the diaper on? The huge one. Oh my god. Uh, I wish I could remember. But it's very weird. He's fighting these big monsters. Uh, mm-hmm. cla- uh, um, 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 the one with the Titans um, is very good too. Uh, the, yeah. The. the... I can't remember it, what the name of it is. But, uh, but, again, but again, they make some very twisted movies. Yeah. But again, they're almost in, in, in like 
their culture is so repressed that they need something like that. To, it's kind of a release, mm-hmm. like The Purge, right? Yeah. Like The Purge or, or other horror movies that like the, the Saw movies or the, or the Final Destination movies. I like those yeah. because they, they're kind of really well done and they're creative and they're, they're interesting. The Rube Goldberg kind of designs of the deaths mm-hmm. fascinate me. Yeah. Um, and I never know that somebody's going to get it, right? And I like that. Um, so that's actually interesting, but boy, when, when they get, when they get really twisted like that, I, I, I find myself walking away. Yeah. I'm not strong enough for that. Well, I, I, I was just thinking about, uh, there's a film called Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Oh, I was just about to say that one. Yeah. Which is very twisted. Yeah. And it's black and white uh-huh. and it, it's just, it's almost like, uh, what's that one? Um, um, not Edward Scissorhands, but, uh, that, 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 come on, David Lynch, um, uh, Eraserhead. Eraserhead. Yeah. It's, it's like the Japanese version of Eraserhead. Yeah. The, the chicken baby and stuff, and you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. But you'll watch it. I watched it in film school, film studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought, yeah. Actually, this friend of mine, Perry Constantine, who, who has a podcast about Japanese movies, maybe we should <laughs> should should get some. I should talk to him and get some uh, some of his thoughts about, <clears throat> about some of their worst, about some of their weirdest cult films. Um, I'm a fan of Japanese films. I mean, I'm a fan I am of, too. I am too. Akira Kurosawa. I am uh, very much, very much so. I mean, I love the animated. I love Kurosawa. I uh, love uh, who does the animated ones? Um, the, um, the, the Studio Ghibli ones. The Hay- Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah. Miyazaki. I love yeah. the Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 uh, uh, what's that one? The one that we really like, uh, Spirits of the. What's the Spirit, one with that? Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Spirited Away is very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, um, they're all very good. I mean, and it's just it's just such a different genre, mm-hmm. and Akira, of course. Like Akira was my really first Japanese anime. Yeah. That I actually went to the theater to see. I actually was there uh, in Vancouver at the the premiere of of uh, Akira. It was a big movie, wasn't one, it? One of the producers actually was there. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a number of of, of Japanese uh, you know representatives from the studio who actually were there for the opening. Because it was uh, huge. Like, it was a Japanese comic. And I remember in the 80s, Japanese comics were starting to come on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, the man- people were actually in the West were reading manga. Yeah. And Akira is one of the most popular ones. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they actually made an animated movie of it, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, that it was so different from anything we'd ever seen before. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's the reason why there's been so many tr- uh, tr- uh, people have been trying to remake that in live action. I remember DiCaprio was attached for a very long time yeah. to that one, but it's just something about it they just can't do. It, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it was a mind blowing movie. I mean, at the time, and I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it would be hard to uh, hard to replicate. I, again, you know, you, you would be an, an you know a, a live action movie, and, and I'm doing the air quotes again because so much of it would have to be uh, you know done CGI. But then I look at it now, and I look at like how how when James Cameron had the rights to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And, and again, as much as I hate James Cameron, I think the one great decision he made was, I can't make this movie. I've that got was... Leonardo DiCaprio yep. wants to play Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got what's her name, um, um, um Nikki Cox, yep. who was on on um, Married with Children, yep. and she's gorgeous. Oh my God, mm-hmm. um, and and she was going to be Mary Jane, and the Green Goblin. And I've seen the poster he had made. Mm-hmm. I forget who drew it, um, but it's one of the famous comic uh, uh, guys at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was DiCaprio with half the face, you know, with the spider mask yep. and stuff. Yep. And mm-hmm. and it was it was brilliant. Like we all wanted it at the time, mm-hmm. but he actually stepped back and said, "We don't have the the technology to make a man look like he's 
he can swing from these webs. Mm-hmm. Like he, a human body moving in space like yeah. that. We can't yeah. do it. So he backed and away. When, yeah, so he backed away. And Sam Raimi, of course, made it perfect. Yeah. Because we, we believed the whole time uh, yeah. that Spider-Man was Spider-Man. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, who knows with technology? Like they, they made Battle Angel, Battle Angel Alita. Now, and, yeah, I, and, I, and I love that movie. Let's a stop live and, action movie. Let's stop okay, and talk about Battle Angel Alita because I, okay. I've seen it in the theaters and you, you, you know, you, you've seen Alita, Alita. Yes. Okay, now and this again, is James Cameron producing. Yes. Robert Rodriguez directed it, right? Yes, and yeah, Robert yeah. Rodriguez. I mean, he get he gets a free pass for life, like mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal, because he was in Donnie Darko. Yep. But because he made um, um, Desperado, which was his his kind of student film. Yeah. Um, it, it was El Mariachi, he called it. Yes. And it was his student film, and it got it got so much press, it was brilliant. Yeah. But he made it like on a shoestring. Mm-hmm. And then they made Desperado without Antonio Banderas. And he's so good in it. And then they made Once Upon a Time in uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Now I've I've seen Once Upon a Time. I haven't seen the the first two, but I have seen Once oh Upon a Time. Oh my God! You haven't yeah. seen Desperado? I have not seen Desperado. No. Oh my God! It's so good. But I love Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, if you love that, like at the beginning of Desperado, he played the mariachi band, and they're mm-hmm. singing a song, and and he 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 kicks the guy's ass while he's singing. <laughs> On the bar, who's, who's threatening his girlfriend? The guy's threatening his girlfriend with a knife, uh-huh. and he's singing the song, playing the guitar, and Banderas, and uh-huh. he jumps up on the bar and right like a mariachi singer. Yeah. And the guy turns around and wham with the guitar, right? <laughs> Sends him flying, and then goes back to playing. Okay. Right? Well, I, I've got to go see that. But oh god, and what's her name is in it too? Um, um, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Yeah. Now I love. I I loved oh. um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and so yeah. and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, I like him as a filmmaker. So I went and saw Alita Battle Angel. Yep. And I – now, I'm not familiar with the, the source okay. material, the comic books or the, or yep. the, uh, or the anime. But, uh, you know, there was much – very much of the, all of that feel into it. Uh, and I, I have to say I was um, – I went in with, with, with lower expectations than I think most people did. But I didn't, okay. I didn't find it um, engaging. Good. Okay. See, I did though. Because I saw the original, like it's an only an hour movie. Yeah. The original animated. Yeah. And I thought the brilliant thing they did, the most brilliant thing they did, is that they gave her those anime eyes. Yes. Right? Even though it was a CGI character. Mm-hmm. And all the kung fu and all the movements are her. Mm-hmm. Like she was a um, motion capture. Yes. Sorry. And they they knew they could do the movie when they found that actress. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the guy looked for six months mm-hmm. to find the actress who could could capture it. And the fact that they, because if they would have given her human eyes, we mm-hmm. would have, we wouldn't have bought into it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they gave her those anime eyes, yeah, they, we bought into it. Because right now, it, it took ten years to perfect human hair where we could be fooled. Mm-hmm. We there's something about a human face where human brains will tell if it's CGI or not. Yes, we just have a gift for that. I, I like I heard once that it was ten thousand points mm-hmm. on a human face that someone in a second looks at, mm-hmm. and they recognize or they don't. But if you distort if you distort it enough, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. The, the illusion is complete. Like when with Andy, when Andy, when Andy Circus does Gollum or right or, or and King the problem Kong with or, that movie is it should Caesar. have been it should have been twice as long as it was mm-hmm. because it kind of rushed the ending. Yeah, really rushed the ending. And that's that was one of my criticisms. Yeah, of and, yeah. And, and and also the rather insipid teenage romance between her and the yeah they didn't the, need the, that. The kid. But I, boy, I, when when she's in action and she's fighting, yeah, she gets her old body. And mm-hmm. she almost remembers who she is, and she goes and she tells those guys, you know, you made a mistake because mm-hmm. you underestimated who I really am. 
Yeah. And the fact that it's 300 years and she's the one that's going to change the whole system mm. with that sword that can cut through anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I just really, I just really bought it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's what, that's what we need with like an Akira. Mm-hmm. We need to have that kind of realism. Yeah. Cause I, like I have the action figure. Like I remember I'm losing my mind. I hid the bike. Mm-hmm. I hit the bike in the baby diaper department at Toys R Us. <laughs> so, so that you could go back and get it when you had it. Yes, because I only had <laughs> enough money and I had to decide, do I get Akira or do I get Akira's bike? And McFarlane, the guy, uh, McFarlane who uh, did, of course, Spawn. Todd McFarlane. And he was a yeah. Gr- yeah, Todd McFarlane. He's a great comic book artist. Yep. But once he got out of, out of Marvel, he went into the action figure business. Yes. And right. he made hyper-realistic action figures at a time when they were not. Yeah. Like, like if you look at a He-Man figure mm. – that is no way a representation of a male's uh, physicality, right? It's just not. No. We don't have stubby little legs. We don't have bodies like that, right? It's well, ridiculous. not all of us, but yeah. Right. Um, well, no, you and me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're no, cursed. No one does, no. But, we're cursed. But, but I, no, I, I, yes, Todd McFarlane, Todd, he, 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 did, he did Spider-Man right. with the big eyes and he yep. did Spawn. And, then, and, he did, and, then, and, and, and he whoever did. drew the webs like that, I'm sorry, that was innovative. Yeah. That was, I've never seen that in 50, 40 years of, of Spider-Man. Yeah. I've actually had a way of showing Spider-Man in action with the webs. I've met Todd McFarlane. McFarlane. Oh, my God. I I have a friend of mine who's who's good friends with him. And, and yeah, so, yeah. Is he an asshole or is he a nice guy? Absolutely, he's an asshole, but I like him. Okay. (laughs) No, no, he's not an asshole. He's a nice guy. Because I thought, like, like he pushed the action figure, like, genre 10 years into the future. Yes, he in did. a minute. Yeah, and and the fact that he did those sports ones where they looked like the guy, and he yeah. did the military ones where they actually looked like military figures. Mm-hmm. Um, he did uh um like he he did a whole bunch of ones of, of of famous people in history, like really bad people. Like I have a Billy the Kid. I have one of that 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 uh, uh, princess who used to bathe in the blood of uh Countess, of, of Countess virgin. Bathory, yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I have that one too. Yeah. I have all of his monster ones. I have his kiss figures. Mm-hmm. I have uh, the two Akiras, of course, because I went back next year and dug through the diaper yeah. <laughs> to get to get it out. <laughs> but I had to choose yeah. Akira or the bike because they you, were two you separate decided, figures. You, you 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 had to you had to have both of them. I had to choose right. No. And I went. I'm gonna get Akira because how who just has a bike, right? Yeah. And I remember I sat in that Toys R Us for about half hour. Now, did you did you go back to the Toys R Us later and find it in the diapers? I did. Where I hit did, it. So, so it worked. Yeah, you did. Yes, the next right. day. Okay. I wasn't going to leave it in the toy section. <laughs> I wasn't going to hide it near, near the toys. <laughs> I went to the baby yeah. section. Yeah. And where they had like diapers for babies, mm. right? That had a had like suspenders in a way, right? Like where nobody would buy that, right? Yeah. It was such a niche product. Mm-hmm. And I hit it right in the back. And and you so, went like, back the next day. It was still there. It was still there, and that's yeah. really and, no. and that was like brilliant. Yeah, and no, I remember I went to I went to my, my my. It's funny, my dad after work he'd go to the Legion, right? Yeah, and he'd have a couple of beers and then he'd go home, right? He'd walk home, and I remember that day I was in I was in Ranger College, and I had a class, and I left my class after a half hour because I knew my dad would be there, mm-hmm. and I met him there, and I I had some fries, right? And I'm talking with him. I go, Dad, you got ten bucks? He goes, ten bucks? What for? Right? And it was always they always ask me that, right? Because they go, "You gonna buy drugs or booze, right?" Because I go, "No, action figures, right?" And, and I got the ten bucks. And while we were still there, I walked over to across the the road to the yeah. Bar Mall to uh-huh. Toys R Us, and I got my my bike because uh-huh. that was fine. My mom made the the first mistake, right? Like she go, you, "You like those things, eh? Like those comic books?" Mm-hmm. And back in the eighties, eighty three, she go, well, she gave me twenty bucks, and at twenty bucks in nineteen eighty three. 
you could get everything. Yes. I got Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> it was a three-issue miniseries. I don't think I ever read it, but I bought it. It was in my pool file. Yeah. But I got 40 bucks a month by comic books when they were 60 cents each. Mm-hmm. And it was insane. And I remember years later when I had 12,000 comic books, right? And yeah. I asked my mom, why did you ever give me money for that, right? <laughs> and encourage me to go and spend mm-hmm. it on that. Because yeah. mom said, I want to see if you buy drugs or booze. Yeah. Who knew <laughs> that you would be a maniac and buy comic books and action <laughs> figures? Why can't you just be like every other kid, right? Why can't you have a needle in your arm? <laughs> God damn it, right? Because it just made it worse, right? So it, it was like yeah. that, that was my whole, my whole life, right? Yeah. And that, so, and now, of course, comic books. Everyone loves comic books. Movies, big, big, biggest movies. Alita, being one of them. Battle Angel. And I'm uh, so glad it did comics. well. But again, I, I, it needs like it almost like a three movie thing. Yeah. Now, I, 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 I did see it in 3D, and I, I like, <laughs> oh, I like cool. the robots, and I liked. Uh, I oh, the fight scenes are great, eh? Fight scenes are great. The, the murder ball sequences are really cool. Yeah, um, that's what I want. I, I like. Can, I, I like the girl who played uh, Alita. You know, the, the, the very appealing. The and you know the the. The robot. I mean, she looked like an action figure, you know, with the little, yeah, that's wooden, right. Even the little wooden body or whatever at first she had, and then she yeah. has the, the metal one. I like. And she got cut up. Oh yeah, that was that was, oh, that was devastating. Oh. That scene where she just gets completely destroyed. But then, but then, I like for five for five seconds, I was I was like, it was I was I was like in pain. Yeah. But then I realized, oh, she got a bitter body at yeah. home. That's so right. good thing she she stepped in front of that bus, right? Yeah. I, ooh, I'll never give you this body, Alita. Right? Now, and the, the, now the movie kind of ends halfway through. I mean, so it sets it up yeah. for a sequel without yeah. without spoiling anything. And why is that guy in the in the uh, heavens? Like, why is he there? And, no, like, that's funny really... because I I thought he looked like um, um, James yeah, Cameron. Yeah, Oh, really? The the guy up in the in the in yeah the, yeah in the city. You know, the, the wouldn't that guy. be ironic? Eh? He, he looked like James Cameron. I thought, what the hell? Because he's got the weird little glasses, and I thought, yep. Is that James Cameron? And of course, he takes off the glasses, and you see who it is, and you know there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, but but, but again, in in the movie, it it it's and again, the movie's only an hour, the the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they seem to fill all that in. Yeah. But they needed to, of course, fill the romance and the yeah. and and her ennui about mm-hmm. being who she is, and. But when I when I realized, look, when I saw the little film, we realized the actress with the with the uh, with the uh, motion capture was doing all the kicks and all the punches yeah. and all the swings. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Um, so I, I just totally bought into the whole thing. And I, again, roller derby with killing, uh, well, you got me. At, you got me at hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now and it, it seemed to work. It worked better than uh, um, that other one, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Again, because you brought in a, a, an actress, mm-hmm. you brought in. I again, I have none against Scarlett Johansson, right? I think yeah. she got a magnificent pair of breasts, and and I have loved her ever since Horse Whisper. Okay. And she was also in in uh, um um what's that one? Eight legged um um eight legged freak? freaks. Great movie. Okay. Great movie. Eight legged freaks. Eight-legged she was freaks. still a teenager in that one. Okay. And she's beautiful and charming. Okay. And then she kind of went Hollywood. Yeah. And that movie seemed like it was so. Like almost too CGI, mm-hmm. too like, and again, I I didn't like that much either. Even though I love Ghost, in, I love the 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 video Ghost in the Shell. That's another one like Akira that bursts through all of the 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 the, the there's so much of it out there, mm-hmm. manga that you yeah. wouldn't even know about. Yeah. But Ghost in the Shell reached me, and Akira reached me, and now, and Ghost in the Shell. I mean, it it did a really good job of bringing the manga to life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was like you, you, you know, it brought it up there. And Alita Battle Angel as well. You know, you, I mean, I, I'm not as familiar with it, but you can see the, the manga influences. It. Yeah. Because you know, Japanese are, have a real cynical view of the future, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. Yeah. And the manga has a very cynical view of the future. It's all hell for the people involved in it. And they're all like living on the streets and they all got to either be street smart or they're dead. Yeah. Right. Because and if you, you know, don't have a, yeah, if you don't have special power, you're, you're, yeah. you're hooped. Because Tokyo, I mean, you know, Japan, I mean, especially, you know, I mean, there are, there are rural places in Japan, which are almost medieval, but in Tokyo, I mean, Tokyo is basically 20 years ahead of the rest of the world. Oh my God. And so is, so is places like uh, Osaka and mm-hmm. uh, like every place. Yeah. It, it, like the major cities, like when they got the bullet train, right? Like I've been on that bullet train and I, I like fell asleep and it was like I felt like I slept 10 minutes between Osaka and Tokyo, right? Yeah. But it was actually like an hour or yeah. two hours, but I didn't feel like it yeah. because like everything there just seems like it's, it's on time. Mm-hmm. It's there for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to really – like if you're looking for something, it's there yeah. in a way. And I mean you know what was it? William, William Gibson says that the future – you know the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed yet. But the majority of the future seems to be concentrated in Tokyo. You know, yeah. it's funny. There's a there's a um, a comic book like Valiant Comics called Ray, right? Mm-hmm. And Valiant Comics was done by Jim Shooter. Was it Jim Shooter? But he was he in charge to, of Marvel Comics. Used, yeah, he used to be in charge of Marvel, and then he got Marvel he, Comics in the eighties. And yeah. he put out Jim Secret Shooter Wars. Yeah. yeah, Jim Shooter. He put out Secret Wars, mm-hmm. which was huge at the time. It was a mini series. They actually stopped like all the other comic books. Like I remember every like Spider-Man, Thor, X-Men. They all ended uh, the month before with all of them walking into this kind of uh, it was like a um, um, this alien um, building, right? Mm-hmm. And they all got sent to this other world. Yeah. Where the it was twelve issues, where the Beyonder challenged like the good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins, I will give you your deepest wish. But whoever loses, you know, you're, you're toast. Mm-hmm. And so Spider-Man, that's when he got the black costume mm-hmm. because his costume got all messed up. And so he grabbed a black costume, and it yeah. was actually an alien symbiote. He didn't yeah. know. Um, Captain America's uh, shield got destroyed, which you never thought could happen. Yeah. So when he won the war, he gathered up all the shards, and he put them look, up together as best he could, and he closed his eyes, and he wished that the shield – like who'd saved his life so many times, mm-hmm. and and basically it was done. It the function, its function as his 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 like lifesaver, mm-hmm. and it basically the thing that made him Captain America was ruined. It was destroyed, mm-hmm. and and he wished for it to be whole again, mm-hmm. and it was whole again. Yeah. Because they won that war, yeah. and of course Doctor Doom, who who basically he won the war. Mm-hmm. What does that vain egomaniac do with all this power in the universe? He fixes the one scar on his face. He's like <laughs> Carrie Underwood. And he takes off his helmet and he presents himself to the hero saying, basically, I'm the most powerful being in the universe now because I beat the Beyonder and my face is pretty again. So all of you better bow down to me because I'm a vain egomaniac who doesn't realize. And that's doom. That's why I love him. Yeah. He can, he can rule the universe, but he just can't pull the trigger. Yeah. At the end, yeah, he always someone always gets him right, yeah, yeah. and it's that vanity, and now, the fact even yeah okay so yeah. so um Jim Shooter so okay. he he did that and he created Valiant Comics yeah which afterwards and that he created a whole world like Stan Lee mm-hmm. and he created characters like Ray Bloodshot Bloodshot's gonna have a movie but Bloodshot had these this blood and he was like a mercenary right right but he had a blood that had these nanites in him mm-hmm. so if he ever got wounded. 
and then I used to repair his damage. Right. So there's a very famous scene in the comics. He's half blown away, right? His, his torso is half gone. He mm -hmm. walks into a grocery store, and he's ripping the, 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 the roast, the seals off the roasts mm -hmm. and the steaks, and he's putting them in his body, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the nanites are repairing his body mm -hmm. with this meat, right? <laughs> the blood of heroes, right? right. So, so that's how he, he kind of survives, right? And it's a great scene because he just like, you met this guy in a grocery in Sobeys, right? Yeah. Or in my IGA, taking a rump roast, right? And stiff, stick, and bleeding all over this grocery store, sticking it in his body, and it repairs him, right? Yeah. And so, but the blood of heroes gets passed on and on, and in in the very far future, when Japan actually rises from the earth, mm -hmm. and actually is a is a satellite of the earth, mm -hmm. it, it's it's actually a, it's almost like a, a spaceship in space. Mm -hmm. And it's run by a computer called Mother. And Ray is the hero that protects them. Mm -hmm. But in him, and because he has this red spot on his chest, you know this, he has the blood of heroes. Mm -hmm. So he can't be killed. Right. So Bloodshot's blood has been passed on. And actually Bloodshot's going to be a movie that's coming out. Yeah. So they finally find a Valiant comics. But I love Valiant because you didn't need to know anything about their world. There was no continuity like in Marvel. Mm -hmm. But the characters are really great. Like their yeah. Iron Man... Is basically um, it's called the um, Exo Man of War. Right. So he, there's a there's a caveman way back when, mm -hmm. who these aliens come to Earth, and he beats the hell out of this alien. Right. He's a caveman. <laughs> yeah. And the aliens got this armor on, and he's got this this chest piece. Right. And the caveman grabs this chest piece, and suddenly he's got the armor on. Right. Right. So he's like an Iron Man of the caveman. <laughs> right, and and so basically, it, and it's brilliant because uh -huh. he 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 becomes like the, the Exo Man of War, right? And and they've got a lot of other characters like that, like Ray and stuff. And mm -hmm. Jim Shooter, I was in Calgary Airport waiting to go to uh, Iqaluit, Nunavut, right, to teach, and I'm sitting waiting for my plane, and I'm, I'm I see this guy, and I go, boy, he's pretty tall. He's only seven feet. Yeah. And his face, man, he's pop-marked. He's like, he's like uh, Tommy Hunter, right? right. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's like damaged, right? Like he has some really bad teenage cystic acne, right? Yeah. And I go, that can only be one person. That's Jim Shooter. <laughs> That's right? Jim Shooter. Because I've seen him, right? Yeah, yeah. And this was in the late 1990. Yeah. And uh, I walked up and I go, are you Jim Shooter? And he goes, no. <laughs> and I went, bullshit. Secret Wars, come on, buddy, <laughs> right? And he goes, yeah, okay, right? And I remember I sat with him for two hours yeah. waiting for our planes. He was going to New York City. I was going to fucking the end of the world. None of it. Right? Yeah. I was going to an ice flow mm -hmm. where, where there are no trees, uh -huh. and it's dark a month of the year. <laughs> and, and we sat and just talked comics. That's and, I, and I remember I talked Valiant, and he goes, no way you know that. I go, bullshit. Right? Ask me something. And, right? and he went, okay. Um, and, and he talked to me about the, the – um, what were, what were those guys? There were these guys who had mutant powers, but they could only use one power at a time. So they, they were either invulnerable or they could fly yeah. or they had super strength, but they had to choose, right? So mm -hmm. if, you choose, if you choose to fly and you got shot down, you didn't have super strength, right? So you're, <laughs> it kind of killed you. Um, and so I'm talking about all this Valiant stuff, and he was just like, wow, right? You, and the Eternal Warrior mm -hmm. right, was another one. Because he was actually a, a guy that never died, right? right. He fought in all the wars. And um, he looked after the Geomancer, who was kind of like the, the – the, the, what was his name? Uh, Doctor Strange of that world. Mm -hmm. And so the, a child would be born, like the Dalai Lama, right? Mm -hmm. And 
the 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 the, the um, eternal warrior would know who the geomancer was just by seeing him. Yeah. Right. So he saw this young boy and realized, okay, you're the Doctor Strange of this world, so mm -hmm. it's my job to protect you. Right. So he would protect this boy, and um, he had a brother, he had two brothers actually, an older brother who was like into time travel. Yeah. So he would show up in places where, uh, like, he, like Napoleon's War and like places like Hitler, like the bunker, yeah. right? He, he, all this stuff. And he had a younger brother who was a drunk, uh -huh. right? And a drug addict and a whoremonger and stuff, right? Like you figure, right? And so um, they did a comic called Archer and Armstrong. And Armstrong was his younger brother. But Archer was the geomancer. Uh -huh. So, so uh, the younger brother kind of took on protecting the geomancer, right? right? And the geomancer is like a monk. And so you imagine a monk with a with a with a drug addict drunk, right? Like uh -huh. it was it was a great comic, right? And so I'm talking about this, and I think that's a great freaking idea, right? Uh -huh. And he and he pulls out of his briefcase Archer and Armstrong one, mm -hmm. which he's got in a kind of like a in a in a case in a plastic, right? And he takes it out and he signs it for me. Oh and he no goes, way! Uh, yeah, and he goes, you know, if you if you didn't know about this, right? I have to give this to you, right? But this this was the the, the the promo copy right. that he just got uh -huh. from from like the guys in New York uh -huh. that he was going back and he'd seen like and he was going back to give them like his notes yeah but this was like the first proof right this was like one comic made before they make the others <laughs> and he signed it for me that because, is so good because my bullshit was good enough <laughs> to convince him uh -huh. right and again yeah. he had a lot of trouble with Marvel because he didn't like he didn't play to, by the rules yeah. And he got kicked out, and he went to make the new universe, and that didn't work out. And then he made Valiant, and that was okay. But then in Malibu, like, he tried so hard to to yeah. catch. But he, after Stan Lee, mm -hmm. I would say Jim Shooter did more for like the comic world mm -hmm. in being creative and original yeah. than than anybody. Yeah. So I, I just that's like if I didn't if I've I've never met Stan Lee, but I think I came closer yeah, close you enough. Met Jim Shooter. That so I had a conversation with. Him. In, in a in a in an airport, in an airport, yeah. Because I recognized some seven foot tall uh, geek with pockmarked face, yeah. right? He could have been Tommy Hunter, yeah. right? Who I've also met, goddammit. You know, um, you, you met Tommy Hunter. Yes, when I was seven years old. Yeah. Like uh, December twenty third, my dad was in the army, and mm -hmm. we flew to, to live in Europe, right? Yeah. Because he got proposed to, to large Germany, twenty mm third, -hmm. right? My mother's freaking out mm -hmm. because because we're flying, never flown on a plane before mm -hmm. in my life. Um, and, and, and I wanted to buy this big Josh figure, like a big Jim figure. Right. You ever heard of big Josh? I remember big Josh. Yeah. Okay. He had like jean shorts, mm -hmm. a jean vest and boots. Yeah. And he was gayer than gay, right? <laughs> gayer than gay. Gayer but he had gay. an ax yeah. and he had a little, little, uh, uh, piece of wood that would chop in half when you yeah. did the ax, right? I, I do. Was, I remember big Josh. Yeah. Yes. And he was $5 <laughs> in the, in the, in the, the airport bookstore, mm -hmm. uh, airport uh, gift shop. And I begged my mother to have it. She goes, no, it's Christmas. You know? And, and I was just like totally pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get this. So we're going out to the plane. And um, we're walking out there. Bad snowstorm, right? Mm -hmm. can barely see the plane. I don't even know how we're taking off. And this guy in front of me, military guy, his hat blows off. Right? And yeah. I run chasing after it. Yeah. So into the fog, right? Everyone's screaming at me. Yeah. Because I'm running onto this tarmac. Uh -huh. Planes going, you know, and yeah. everybody's freaking out. My mom's freaking out, right? <laughs> Leave the hat, right? But I capture the hat, yeah, and I give it to him, and he gives me five dollars. Uh -huh. So 
I turn around and I run back for the term, right, right back to the tar, the, the, the terminal, right? Uh-huh. Everybody's screaming at me again, right? So I run past security. They barely try to grab me. You know, it's almost like a slow motion, you uh-huh. know, where like the two security guys trying to grab you, yeah. but they miss me, right? As I, as I skid by, right? Seven-year-old, come on. Uh-huh. I'm liquid. I'm liquid, right? <laughs> And I go by, I grab this toy, I throw the five dollars at the guy, and I run by. Still, they're trying to catch me through security because uh-huh. they think somehow, right? What did I pick up? A gun, right? As I go through, <laughs> you got a big gym him. figure with a chop. Yeah, axe. exactly. Yeah. Big yeah. Josh, come on, he's gay. Come big on, Josh. Yeah. I know it's not hip in the seventies, but come on, be woke. <laughs> <laughs> and I run past them, and I run to the plane. I'm the last one on the plane. Uh-huh. Like almost, almost the stairs are going away, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's why I remember it. I'm like Dora the Explorer jumping from the, the, the stairs to the, the open door, right? <laughs> and everybody's giving me shit, right? And, and I didn't care. I didn't give a shit because uh, I got what I wanted, right? Right. And so we're on the plane, uh-huh. and my mom goes, do you want to be Tommy Hunter? No. Because <laughs> I remember in Canada, like you remember this too. Oh, After yes. After hockey night in Canada on no, Saturday nights. Yeah. No, you want to talk about one of the worst villains in Canada. Oh, my God. It was Tommy and Hunter. He had, Oh, Tommy Hunter is the worst show ever. Because but they showed after Hockey Night in Canada mm-hmm. and, and before Star Trek. Yep. So you had to stay up as a kid till like 11 o'clock or 11.15, depending on how long the game went. Yeah. And, and I remember Dad used to kick us out when the hockey game was on. Yeah. Even in the, the coldest snow. <laughs> so there'd be me outside. and my sister in our snowsuits yep. sitting on the front step because I understand that's when Mom and Dad got, you know? Yeah. It was Saturday night after the game, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. So we got kicked out of the house for that. <laughs> so we got let back in uh, at like 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It could be 40 below. Mm-hmm. And then what's on TV? Tommy oh, yeah. freaking Hunter. Mm-hmm. It was like you got re- – you, you went to bowling yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. You came home. You watched wrestling. Uh-huh. You watched, t- watched uh, uh, um, um, cartoons like yeah. Roadrunner. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, pizza because pizza was Saturday night. Yeah. And then uh, the hockey game would be on. Now, was, and it, was, brought, this, was this pizza you ordered from the store or is this Chef Boyardee pizza? No, you make in the this kitchen? was Triffin's pizza. This was Shiloh. It was outside the base. Oh, okay. Anything outside the base was like, ooh, right? Yeah. It was special. And outside the base, they had this Triffin's pizza. And I've never tasted anything like it before or since. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they put crack or heroin on the pizza. Wouldn't surprise you, though. What surprised me? Yeah, okay. Because it just tasted so much better than anything I can remember. Right. Even Chef Boyardee was great. Mm-hmm. They had a sauce that was right. Yeah. Um, but Triffin's was awesome, okay. and we get an extra large. So like there was pizza left over, and okay. when you're a kid, there's never pizza left over. All right. And so we get this Triffin's pizza, and Tommy Hunter would come on about first period. We get kicked outside, right? And then and about like Dad, good. You know, later I'm thinking, Dad, hell, two periods, wow, right? You're a love. You know, I never heard you talk about it, but a lover doesn't have to say he's a lover. Like a gangster doesn't have to say he's a gangster, yeah. right? He doesn't know, right? <laughs> and so, um, so like we get let in, it'll be Tommy Hunter and Don Messner and his fiddle, and it was Don ass. Messner, yeah, okay. And and All I'd right. have to sit there for an hour before okay. Star Trek came on. So yeah. I'm on this plane, and we okay. got forced forced to meet Tommy Hunter, and I'm sitting in a seat with him, and he wouldn't let me go. He just kept talking to me, and oh. you know how some adults get tired with children? Yeah. Apparently, he found me fascinating. <laughs> And he was the last person on the planet I wanted to find inter- me interested. Yeah. You, so Why couldn't you, it be William Shatner? Why couldn't it be, be uh, Eric Estrada on chips? Yeah. Right? No, so, it's Tommy, it's Tommy Hunter. Hunter. So now Tommy Hunter. So it turns out that Tommy Hunter is actually one of your biggest fans. 
mine, yes. yours. And I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. And I couldn't tell him that. Mm-hmm. We love your show. We always watch your show. Yeah. You're a talented musician. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when I got here. back to my seat, I was like, oh, my God, I feel so dirty. And I was yeah. seven. Yeah. I never felt like that. Yeah. Right? I felt so dirty. Like I <laughs> – like I, I, like I, I slept with a girl I didn't like, right? you know? Yeah. Because yeah. she was drunk, right? Mm-hmm. I took advantage. <laughs> I took advantage of Tommy Hunter. Well, now he was, yeah, he was so, going over there to play for the troops, right? You're, okay. But oh, why? So you, this is like what? This is Canadian cultural hero Tommy Hunter. I know. And yet you, you know, you didn't want to talk to him. You had your big Josh figure. You just done the biggest adventure. Exactly. Here. Leave Seven me alone. Life. And give me my continental breakfast. I'm yeah. fine. And then you're forced you know? to. to, to I had a window seat. My God, yeah. I had a window seat. I saw the sunrise come up as we're flying to Europe, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm watching this, and my mom goes, "Come watch, come meet Tommy Hunter." <laughs> no. Right. right? Oh no. man. Oh, the the only way that could have been better is if Stomp and Dom were with him. Oh my God, I love Stomp and Tom. I would have hugged him. I would have ran for that. Yeah. I would have said, "Stomp and Tom, you could fly this plane," <laughs> because I love Stomp and Tom. Like there's there's a guy con. Yeah. Tommy Hunter. No, he was like everything about my childhood that, that was bad. Yeah. Right. Like when I got my first black and white TV because mm-hmm. I sold more 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 um, paper subscriptions than anybody else for the mm-hmm. Winnipeg Free Press. Yeah. And the guy ran out of prizes because I sold so many. Because mm-hmm. I went to the barracks where the, where the single men were. Yeah. And I went to the women's barracks too. So once I sold a paper to one guy, they all wanted their own paper, right? Right. Right. So of course I had to deliver those goddamn papers. <laughs> so I was I went from like 20 papers a day to like 100 papers a day, but at least they were in two buildings, right? Uh-huh. And the women's they wouldn't let me go onto that floor. Yeah. So I could leave 20 papers on the counter, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to write the women's names on them all the time. Right. So it was like it's like a pain in the ass. Yeah. To to do that, but when I when when the guy came and was given prizes for subscriptions, mm-hmm. I got the free TV. Mm-hmm. I got a Spider-Man mirror with the, the Spidey figure on it, yep. and he had these cans with money in them. And he said, whoa, one of the cans is $100 in it, Ooh, right? He had like 20 cans. Uh-huh. He ran out of prizes, so I took all the cans. I got all the cans. <laughs> I got all the prizes. I got everything he had in his trunk because I had like 100 subscriptions, right? Uh-huh. And he, just went, he went, god damn, right? Because I spent like a half hour in this in this barracks, right? Uh-huh. And I remember I used to go and collect on a Friday night when they got paid. Mm-hmm. So they were half drunk. Um, so I'd show up with my buddy, mm-hmm. and they invite me into the room, and they're hugging me. Hey, they're paper boy, right? <laughs> and they'd give me like a $20 tip, and I, I'd, I'd get slices of pizza. Or, I'm stuffing them in my pockets, right? It was like so cool, right? But the women, I'd have to like wait. Yeah. But the girls would come down, and, and I'm sorry. When I was like 12, I was gorgeous. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I was beautiful, young man. Yeah. And so they'd come down, and they'd be in like their shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah. And these are military women right. you know, who have run. They've climbed ropes, right? Yeah. These are almost like roller derby chicks. Okay. And you know me and roller derby chicks. Of course, yeah. Like if I could do it all again, mm-hmm. I would marry a cosplayer roller derby girl. <laughs> like that, that's my dream, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I would I would wait there for like an hour, and they'd all come down and pay their bill. But they'd all like talk to me and, and give me extra money. I gotta swear to God, I must have cleared like like in those days, like in the, in the late seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. I'd probably come out with like a hundred bucks in my pocket, <laughs> right, from just yeah. tips. And that was like after they paid their 
their bill. Mm-hmm. It was insane. I just, I, you know, and I bring my buddy with him. I give him twenty bucks, and it was like, my God, Cal, we're rich. Right? <laughs> well, twenty bucks in those days, right? Was, uh, if I would have won, what but penny candy? They would have to take a, a brown paper bag, like they, they put groceries in, and yeah. fill it to the top. Yeah. With a twenty. Yeah. Right. And right. I was like big time. I could join Columbia Record Club, right? <laughs> right. And uh-huh. I quit it. Quit afterwards. Yeah. I actually had so much money. I bought a. I, I got my mom. I gave most of the money to my mom, and I, I, that's my my thing to this day. Mm-hmm. I just go, man. Did I make a million dollars, and she just took it, <laughs> right? Because really, I think I did, right? Because I was bringing in cash, man. I was like a pole dancer, right? I had cash with glitter on it, yeah. right? And I'd empty my pockets. You'd like take half. It's like it's like your Halloween candy. Uh-huh. You wouldn't care because you still have half a pillowcase full, right? You wouldn't care if your mom took like all of your 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 Kit Kats, right? Yeah. Okay, bitch. I got O'Henry's, right? I got Marty's. I got I got everything, right? You know, hurt me. But I swear to God, she took like probably a million dollars from me in those days. But I remember I I wanted a Nikon. Emmy Super, because I was a big <laughs> photographer in those days. Right. Like 14 years old, I, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm a photographer guy. I'm working in the dark room, right? I'm, ah, you know, I'm projectionist. I'm everything. Yeah. And I and I saw this camera in the in the in the in the Canucks, in the, the base, and I thought, wow, look at this. Look at program all this stuff, and I'm showing it to my mother, mm-hmm. and she looks at it and goes, wow, it's three hundred dollars. Look at that, you know. And I'm going, and I thought, well, is that a lot of money, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because I'm, you know, me. Like I, I had five dollars. I mean, that's that's, you know, that's a chicken dinner, and still have change, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, still have money in your pocket, and so, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, okay. But like two weeks later, I got a Pentax Emmy Super, right? Uh-huh. So I know my mom didn't go into bank account. She just had my money laying around <laughs> in a bag, right? It just said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, trim some of this off, right? I got too much money in a pillowcase. Right? It's coming out of the pillowcase. <laughs> this poor little hardworking bastard. And, and and it was like the most beautiful camera ever. Because like you could just set everything and yeah. and and full and like it had focus. Like you remember those old like a Kodak like Instamatic with the with the little flash bulb? Right. Yeah. Where you got four flashes as it turned. Uh, yeah. And they had to throw it out. Uh-huh. And again, when you take a picture, the the eyepiece was all over to the right uh-huh. and the left. So half the people you're taking a picture of were not in the picture uh-huh. because it, it, it focused you away from where the aperture was. <laughs> yeah, the viewfinder was, was just so far insane. away from the, the lens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was insane. Uh-huh. But I had a camera that I could actually focus on where you had no background, mm-hmm. but you had the, 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 the foreground and focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was a god because I could – I had black and white film. I could go and process this film because mm-hmm. I knew how to do it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd sit at the uh, – in Brandon University, I'd sit there with the – you know, on Saturday nights, and I'd be making – I'd be, pr- you know, processing my own black and white film, you know, at 14. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I understand those things then that I do now mm-hmm. because I could have really – like I could have ruled the world. Yeah. I would have kept a few extra bucks in my pocket. <laughs> but no, yeah. no. Yeah.
This has been a COC production.